This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Where in Rima? 7 till 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Good morning, senor. Hi. How you doing? I think it's Thursday. That's how I'm doing. Well, we both just said, let's just hurry through the next two days. <laughs> let's just all but through the next I two days. I got nothing to do this weekend. I don't know what uh, I'm rushing for, but well, <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to doing nothing. I was going to say, so you, you, can, know. you can get to the nothing doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm getting ready to go pro in yeah, nothing that's, doing. That's right. You know? we, we have, uh, we have uh, paper hanging on the wall that we uh, actually have letters that we are pros in doing nothing. Yes. We have degrees We've in We've turned it into a career, We man. really have, yeah, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Why don't you, you want to start us off? you got something on your list over there oh, you want to talk I just, about? I, just the extraordinary waste of time of watching that debate last night. <laughs> was I, I really wanted to go with rap, to rapping with Jack, and I wish I had, because then I would have had an, a reason not to watch it. And, uh... <sighs> I, was, I mean, <laughs> that says it all. Wait, just right there. I, I, I don't even know what the hell that was. I'm like, you guys are all tracking either. You know, you're you're not. Trump is light years ahead of you. They spent the whole time. I mean, and I did. I sat through the whole freaking thing, Trey. And that's that's what I did for my job. Okay, yeah. last night. Yes. And there was very little policy stuff. I mean, it was really just back and forth between each other's records. And Well, you said this. Well, you said this. Well, this guy gave you money. There was almost a slap fight between Christie and Vivek, you know. I mean. Go get some food. Slipped a fat joke in there, yeah. which I thought was kind of elegant the way yeah. he did it. Go get yourself a nice meal, dude, yeah. you know. Right, right. But yeah, pointless, Yeah. They talked about Trump a lot. I don't. Why would Trump go slumming it in that man? He doesn't need to when he could fill a stadium. Because you know, Christie was again with his. Well, he didn't have the guts to be here. <laughs> oh, I think he'd be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I think he. I think you guys would look even dumber than you look now if Trump were on that stage. So be glad he's not there. You get to talk about him without the the extra added value of him being able to talk back to you. It was pathetic, man. When you're a giant, you don't need to wade in a creek where the minnows are going to be nibbling at your no. toes. You don't need to do Why that. Why would he bother no. with everything he's got going on? Yeah. I don't fault him that at all, man. I, I told my listeners this morning that I, I didn't waste their time. I wasn't going to waste their time by playing sound for there was, them. There was There's no good sound to play. No, no, no. You, you did have the battle between Christie and Vivek and who uh, uh, Vivek. Who cares? I mean, that was just a dumb thing where he said, you're a jackass and you got a yes. woman problem and all that stuff. And, and then... Vivek says, go, go, go get yourself a meal and all that. Look, there's two people on that stage that are going to emerge, and really it's going to come down to one, and his name is Ron DeSantis, but there's two people that are going to emerge. That's Nikki Haley and that's Ron DeSantis. They're going to come out of this thing. Those other twos are just there. Nikki Haley's got a lot of problems right now with Republicans because, number one, she's a rhino. She's big government. She's bloated government type person and all of those kind of things. But she's also being backed by some major Democrat yeah. donors who she's are giving get, her tons right of up, money. She's getting yeah. lots of money from people most of these folks wouldn't, in, you know, that support these people yeah. wouldn't like. That's correct. So those two are going to come out of this, and it's going to come down to, to Ron DeSantis. And then, obviously, Donald Trump is the guy. But you're going to have to have someone to go to 
when they lock up Donald Trump or they eliminate <laughs> Donald Trump, because that is right. the path that these people are on. They are dedicated. These people on the left are dedicating their lives to doing whatever it takes to make sure that we cannot vote for Donald Trump. Yes, they are. So, yeah, and I agree with everything everything you just said. You know, but it, it, it that's why it's even more pointless to watch these people going off on Trump. The whole thing was about Trump for the most part. It was either reaction to Trump or again it was personal stuff about each other and uh you know you you had said we talked about this with with the Hannity thing uh, uh and Newsom and and DeSantis. And why can't you have a moderator just come out there and say, "Okay, illegal immigration. You you're it. president, what do you do?" That's all you need. Economy. You're the president, what do you do? Sean, there, was, there was very little of that at all. You don't even have to have the audience. I, I don't want the audience. Oh, that, what, yeah. What you're referring to is something I laid out in my grand plan. If, you know, if I was king of the world and I was running the debates, first of all, we wouldn't have any of these activist journalists as the debate moderator. Yeah, it was. It'd just be kind of a, a, a guy, okay? It'd be a guy, just a guy. And, or a girl. I don't care. Guy or girl. It doesn't matter. doesn't even have to be, a high, and preferably not a high-profile somebody who wants the stardom to yes. come to them, right? Just, yes. a, just a person. And you got two podiums up there, and they're standing behind the podiums, and they're at a desk, and they're in a, a television studio that's really well-lit and looks pretty and all those kind of things. No audience whatsoever. What's the point no of having audience. the... If you're going to constantly tell them to shut up, Correct. why have them there? No audience. And then one-word questions, right? Again, inflation. Go. You know what are you going to do talk, about it? Talk about inflation. Number two is the the, the top five issues, and you, you can see those on the CNN polling. And by the way, Joe Biden is underwater on all of those issues. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the only way he wins, the only way he wins, they got a supreme. They got to cheat worse than they did last time. Well, they will, and that's another thing that's interesting about last night. Very little about Biden. Really, very little, much more about Trump than Biden. Okay, in my opinion, hey, Biden's the bad guy. They are the people that we are going, that you are going against. Don't worry about Trump. Mo half of what you're saying is Trump stuff anyway. You know, DeSantis is out there making a big show. I'm going to take on the cartels. It's something Trump said for a long, you know. I mean, it, it's all Trump's policies for the most part anyway. But this, you know, this, this just—it was bad TV, Trey. Yes, it, it was. was really bad TV. It was really—I'd really, I'd really wa rather watch a Hallmark movie backwards than have to sit through another one. Thankfully, this is the last one. Well, one of the things I said this morning is—and uh, you know this about me—I hate wasting our listeners' time because you can go make more money, but you can't make more time, right? So I don't want to waste no, your time, I, I, and I'm not going to waste true. your time by playing the stuff that came out of last night because it's useless. It was pointless. It did nothing, by the way, to change, move the needle for these guys. They didn't gain on Donald Trump last night. No. If anything, they might have lost more to him. They may be, by having these debates, with the, the irony of all this, Sean, is that by having these debates, they may be solidifying the support for Donald Trump. Oh, I think they are, absolutely. With, with Americans and, and, and Republicans looking at these monkeys up here and going, no, nah, I'm going to vote for Orange Man. Christie started talking <laughs> smack about Trump, and they booed him. I know. You know, I mean, it, again, 
there's no first off your good choice or good call because there's really no audio worth a crap playing most of it really and this is where i kind of zoned out here and there was them screaming over top of each other and right. you can't hear anybody right so that's, what is the point man that's why you got to have it done in a studio with no audience You're right. not performing for anybody i'm answering the questions about Inflation. I'm answering questions Policy. about immigration. Yes, I'm answering those kinds of things without all the burr, 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 screaming at each other back and forth because then they just start screaming over each other, and you're right. You can't tell I, anything that anybody said. I really wanted them to be more honest, and I just wanted Vivek and, and Christy to get into a slap fight. Just cross the stage, just slapping each other. Then, then That would be more honest <laughs> than, yeah. what, than what was going yeah. on, yeah. man. Yeah. It was it was pointless beyond comprehension. But again, I mean, I think that's a I think that point is that they are solidifying the Trump support because well, absolutely people are looking at this going, you guys are idiots, man. This guy is over here again. As I said, when you're a giant, you don't have to wade in a stream where right. minnows are going to be napping at your toes. I, I call it slumming it. Why would yeah. he, why what what would be the point of that? Doesn't need to. And Ron DeSantis is really you know I I really miss the guy he was when he was just the governor of Florida. He just comes off as a weenie half the time, and, and they all do. They all got the weenie quality to them, and that was on full display yesterday. But I don't know. He, he, DeSantis really, I think, damaged his, his reputation or, or his, uh, this idea of him as being a tough guy when he was governor because he was a tough guy. I miss that guy. Okay. I really miss that guy. Well, and I think on the on the Democrat side, uh, spokesperson for Joe Biden's campaign said yesterday two things. When when he campaigns, it's going to be under the guise of an official visit, whatever. <laughs> and number two is, we don't think we're going to debate. <laughs> you don't think you're going to debate? He can't debate. So <laughs> you don't think. There, there is only one way you're going to get away from doing debates, and, and that is somebody has has got to be not available, non non available to have a debate. And this guy from Biden campaign said, "Look, he can't. He he physically and mentally. I tell you what, I we, we got to take a break. But before we do that, let, let let me play a little bit from yesterday. Sure. Just once again to prove the point about how physically and oh, mentally yeah. Joe Biden is completely." checked out not to poke fun at him don't anybody say that a warning to the american people this is the president of the united states okay he was speaking to the national tribal council of native americans at the white house yesterday right decided that he wanted to pander to native americans like he's done for truck drivers i drove 18 wheelers all those years man you know all the oh, things yeah. that he i was raised by cubans in venezuela <laughs> all these things that he always says pandering to whoever he's talking to right, right. So he was talking to Native Americans yesterday. They invented the game of lacrosse. Right. All right, so this is what he said. I wanted to play lacrosse, but you had to choose between lacrosse and football. You couldn't play both in the same season. This is I was a powerful six foot, 158-pound flankerback. <laughs> I was the runner-up of state scoring championship. Don't laugh, man. As they say in football, I got soft hands. It gets a lot. So, first of all, notice the slurring of the words and barely able to speak, right? Right. That's a mental condition, probably second or third stage dementia. Right? I've been saying he seems like third stage. There yeah. you go. Uh, and, of course, when you talk about the facts of the case, first of all, um, lacrosse and football are not played at the same time. So he lied. That's not true. <laughs> he, he lied. I'm shocked. Right. He, he said, I, I didn't play lacrosse because I had to choose 
the same season when I could play lacrosse or football, and I was a great champion football player. So mm-hmm. I chose football. Uh, I, I kind of wish he would have stayed with a football career and not got into politics. <laughs> but do you know the other thing about him being able to play high school lacrosse when he was in high school? His high school didn't get lacrosse until 1993. <laughs> Joe had already been a senator for 21 (laughs) years in D.C. before his high school even got lacrosse. When you lie as a matter of course, it just becomes something you do, and they don't—he doesn't even realize it at this point. So I don't think he does. Cut number four again from yesterday. He lied about these monuments, and he screwed up the name of one of the monuments. The name of the monument is Bears Monument. Right. But he screwed up the name. But instead of saying, whoop, I blew that, I screwed that, it's Bears Monument, and everybody knows that. Okay, well, anyway, I worked real hard to save Bears Monument. He made up a story about a little girl. Listen to this. I restored protections for my predecessor, gutted by my predecessor, uh, at three national monuments. Grand Staircase and Bears Bears Ears. And by the way, you know how that happened? I was in a plane, and a little girl came up to me. She said, Mr. President, can you take care of Bears Ears? And I I thought she said, can I take care of her ears? I said, what, honey? She said, Bears Ears, it's really important. And guess what? She was dead right, and we did take care of it. Okay, so uh, instead of just saying I screwed up the name, I called it, it's, you know, it's Bear's Ears, but I called it Beer's Ears. Instead of that, he makes up this story about, he's just full of it. Well, I mean, I thought you're, I, I heard the bit of audio where he's asked about Hunter and, you know, his, this, 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 I think it's an AP poll that came out and said most people think that he's, did something unethical with his business dealings, and uh, and he was lying. Obviously, he was like, but "No, it's a lie. I've never, I've never talked to him." But just, I was observing him, and he's got that blank stare in his eye that people who have ever spent time with somebody with dementia know very well. Like there, there's most of the time, it just looks like he doesn't know. He doesn't know what's going on. He's lost in the wilderness. You want to hear that? Yeah. Let's let's go and play that. Cut number three, uh, Jimmy. Uh, let it roll. Uh, there's polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70 percent of Americans, including 40 percent of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans, that this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not, and especially a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many of their business associates. I did not. Lies. Lies. And then he turned and ran to the door. He left, but the look on his face is just blank and angry. That's exactly right. All right, uh, more Warren Ryman coming up for you here on KTSA. There's one name in roofing that always stands high above the rest, and that is Stevens Roofing. A quality roof overhead of your home put there by Stevens Roofing means comfort, confidence, peace of mind, knowing that your home is protected. It's protection for all the things you love, including your family. And during this holiday season... 
Stevens Roofing would like to thank all first responders and military service members for the protection and peace of mind that you guys provide as well. So when you're in the market for repairs, replacement roof, or an upgrade, work with the experienced team that brings local roots and value and a vast knowledge of their craft to every single job. Work with Stevens Roofing, providing roofing in both commercial and residential right here in our area. That's Stevens Roofing, 210-785-0994. Clouds and sun at about 70 today, sunny tomorrow at about 80, and right now it's 52 at KTSA. Good morning. Your commute's starting to fill in. And we are uh, wearing Rima, Trey Ware, Sean Rima here on KTSA at 725. The illegal invasion uh, of the United States that is being aided by this administration, <sighs> the third term of Barack Hussein Obama and his dream of no border here, right. and replacing those white Europeans with some other people of color. Uh, they're horrible. they gotta, yeah. got to go. Got to go. <laughs> That's so, you and me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You, you know, Joe, maybe we'll pull that sound, Jimmy. Joe said it in 2015. There would be an endless stream of people from other countries replacing white Europeans in this country, and that's sure. going to be a great thing, so we're going to wrap it up. So, you know, on day one, they collapsed the border. But the problem is you've got a bunch of young males who are coming in, and they are of military age. And yesterday, more than 12,000. That is the highest number of all time who has ever come into the country we, in one we day. We broke that record in a week. And, yeah. Twice. That's exact. Twice. Yeah. Twice. So more than 12,000 yesterday, adult males who are coming into the country. It is an invasion. Our country is at greater risk now than it's ever been before. I'm sure that politicians are making money. They are in business with the cartels to get this through here. They're also in business with China because China's shipping fentanyl in here, killing Americans. Yeah, so yeah. they've already declared war on us, but instead of shooting at us with guns and missiles, they're just sending all the fentanyl in here to kill us, right? So that's going on as well. And, uh, and, and Alejandro Mayorkas was asked about it this week, and he said, well, first of all, we need to give amnesty to all these people that we have brought in here. And sure. That number's right around 15 million, <laughs> 15 million right, in, right. in the year's time. And the other thing is, if you build a wall and you control the border and you patrol the border and you keep people out, that's against our values. We, Which values would those be? Well, we are a nation <laughs> of respite, he says. We're a nation of refuge. So we shouldn't have a border. People can just come. Whenever they want. We're the only country on the earth that uh, that standard is applied to in any way, shape, or form. You know, and we're also a nation of laws. <laughs> Used to be. You, you can come here. You want to come live here? Come live here. You go through the process. You get here legally. You can have all the benefits of being an American citizen. But what's going on here is is not about that huddled masses thing. Oh, no, it's not. All right, this is about shoving people across the border. Uh, the cartels are making money hand over fist. Chinese are sending people over. The terrorists are sending people over. Uh, I, I, You and I have talked about this a lot. Uh, I, I believe, yeah, large, financially, sure, but politically they want to flood states like Texas with these folks that they believe will then vote Democrat for the rest of their lives. And that's really what's at play here. And they don't care what the real world fallout on actual people's lives is. Especially people that make dumbass statements like that. Well, they don't really care at all because what it is is more votes for them. They don't care what happens Doesn't to people. Doesn't matter. And yeah. we're going to talk about this in the next half hour. But <clears throat> as long as they can get your money, then they can get your vote. And that's exactly when the guy just two days ago, and he's not the only one, the guy crossing the border illegally was saying, thank you, Joe Biden. I love you, Joe <laughs> sure. Biden. Thank you for everything you've done to get me in this country illegally. Well, Joe Biden is going to have you pay someday, and that pay is going to be with your vote for him and the Democrats. 
Well, yeah. yeah. And again, it's it's about gutting red states. Yeah. It's really what it's about. It's why they ship them. Uh, even in uh, blue states, you see this where they, they don't ship them to the, to the cities. They ship them to these suburbs that are conservative enclaves hoping to flood, uh, you know, again, the, the ballot box with these people. It's, it's shameless, man. It really is. Because, again, there's a lot of human wreckage. These aren't people that give a crap about human trafficking or how some people end up living once they get here enslaved to the, to the cartels. They don't give a crap about the violence. The, the, wreckage, the wreckage comes in people who live in cities around, and you look at these border towns that are just two hours from here. They have been destroyed. Absolutely. By this. Absolutely. You can't go to the hospital there as an no. American citizen. So all, uh, all the rooms are filled up with illegals. Destroyed. Yeah. And wherever they go, they leave trash and they destroy things. And that's what they are welcoming. We'll, we'll take a quick break. Come right back. More Warren Rima. Whatever it is you're driving, the best protection for your vehicle comes from BG products inside of your engine. BG products, they're fantastic. You know, when I was racing back in the day, we were always looking for a way to protect our vehicles, but also make them last longer, perform better. And that's exactly what BG products can do for you. Right here in the streets, wherever you're driving, 1604, if you're caught in the mess on I-35, it's best to have the protection of BG products. You don't buy it on the shelf and put it in yourself. Anytime you have your oil changed, all you got to do is ask the guy who changes your oil to do the BG service, and they will. And it's a wonderful service that will help increase your fuel economy as well and your performance. And, of course, the protection, maximum protection inside your engine always comes when you start using BG products. Find a shop near you to install them. They all have it, you know. But, anyway, you can go onto their website and check it all out at bgfindashop.com. I'm Drake McLean with Dietz McLean Optical for over eight years. It's uh, 7.36 now with Warren Rima on KTSA. This time tomorrow, I predict that in the nudes and uh, a little bit here on the show, we'll be talking about how the Commie Council of San Antonio went up on uh, on your rates with CPS. Rock on. Which is nothing more or less than an $85 million tax increase on the ratepayers. Many of which, Sean, don't even live in San Antonio, so they don't get a voice in any of this. Right. And so what they what they and Nuremberg was on television the other day talking about it. He said, oh, well, "This is a, this is a rate increase because we're ten years behind on the infrastructure and we got a lot of catching up to do." And I'm saying, "Hold on, just a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, I, I've been hearing this catching up story for fifty years, right? And so how come they never get caught up? Yeah, why don't you use some of that to fix the infrastructure? Then you won't. You'll be all caught up." Yeah. Now, what he am I correct in saying what he means is we're ten years behind the climate change fight and we don't have our infrastructure of windmills and crap up he and running. He or, didn't mention that, but he just said, you know, we're not kind of the implication because we haven't been investing in the infrastructure lately. And so. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's the question that people ought to be asking. But because they're a city-owned utility, right? They don't have to answer any questions. But let's just be perfectly clear on what we're talking about. Last year, this year. Uh, CPS made an additional $440 million at least, at least that amount, right. because that's what they gave. I want you to look at that as profit, $440 million in profit, because that's what they gave to the city with their commitment of 14% of their gross revenue going to the city, right? Right. That was $440 million this year. That's a lot of money. In fact, when you're talking about a $1.6 billion budget, that's a huge chunk of that $1.6 billion budget. Right. But it's 40 mil, 40 mil, yeah. Yeah. I, even I could do the math. It's like, yeah, it's a big chunk. It's a huge chunk. Yeah. So when you're talking an $85 million a year increase in rates, 
people right now are trying to decide, am I going to heat or eat, right? Yeah, That's that, yeah. Those are some of the choices that people are making. And now they're going to come along and take another $85 million out of their pockets because, well, we've got to improve the infrastructure, when in fact they had $440 million they could have applied to infrastructure this year. So it's not about that. What it's about is the Commie Council downtown, it's a money-eating monster that has to consistently be fed so they can go out and buy votes, yeah. so they can continue to amass power. Right. But if they came to you and said, we're going to go up, we're going to have an $85 million a year tax increase, right? If they mm. were to say that, people would go ballistic and it would never happen. But what's happening right now in the state of Texas with the, with the property tax changes that are going on, some of these cities are starting to look at the possibility that streams of their revenue are going to start drying up or get less and less. Right. So how do we do that? Well, we run it through utility companies. It's a tax increase of $85 million a year, so we can play with the money. We run it through utility companies because people have got to have their utilities. Well, it's almost kind of like money laundering, that they're <laughs> they're trying to funnel it through cps and I, I look what it says to me is uh, it's a, yet another example of the disconnect between government and the people because they, they first off they're they're couching it in this idea that well we need this money to improve your city and make the infrastructure better which as you pointed out when they've had revenues before they didn't do so where's the money going okay so it it, it, it doesn't matter that we're in a crap economy it doesn't matter that people are struggling. It doesn't matter that we're not in the at the fork in the roads financially where it's going to do something extravagant or you know not do the vacation. It's electric bill or food or rent or mortgage payment. It's it's vital stuff, and they know it. They got us over a barrel. Well, that's it's really why, what it is. That's why I said people are trying to decide: Do I heat heat my well, home yeah, yeah. or eat? Do right. I heat or eat? And that's a real discussion that people are having in their homes right now. And we're talking about, as you said. We're not talking about the niceties of life and no, having the extras. We're talking about just being able to pay the bills. And what this is going to do, well, Trey, it's only $4.50 more a month. That's not the point. What this is going to do is force more and more people into poverty, which for a commie council, that's exactly what they want. Because once you're in poverty, then you are a ward of the state. Well, they're doing that nationally. That's what, right. that's what they want. They want they want the economy to suck. They don't, you know, they want the economy to suck. They want crime in the streets. They want chaos. They want people needing the government. Because as long as you're hooked into the government, in a sense, they got a steady flow of money. Which, as you pointed out, they need a steady flow of money, not just for their pet projects, not just for lobbyists and all that, but for their own grotesque lifestyles. I mean, we always bring this up. Does Nuremberg need some new drapes? Does he need a new, like, elliptical or, or elliptical or something? Some new gym equipment? You know, because it, that's, it's money laundering. It, that's how I take it. You're, you're laundering money because you're, you're, you're right. You can't make the straight-up argument, Right. Because people wouldn't have it. No, you can't. You can't say I'm going to go up on your taxes by eighty five million. No, a year. you can't do that. So, so you got to say, well, we're, we got infrastructure problems, so we got to jack up the uh, energy yeah. rates a bit. And they they all do it across the country. Whether it's your phone bill, you know, because we got to put internet way out in the hinterland, so we're going to have to go up on your phone bill so we can put. Yeah. All that is is buying votes, right? And the same thing is true with these projects that they do in in San Antonio. The the people of San Antonio have, have I think, are, are really because there's people that don't get a vote 
vote on this. It's taxation without representation because they're not in San Antonio, yet they're a CPS customer. Right. So they're going to have to pay the rate increase, but they don't get a vote. They, they don't, don't have a say in no, the city council no, and the elections. No, they and, live outside right. of town. Uh, but what you have to do is start holding them accountable. First of all, I think you have to start saying, where's the money going? You know, that's that's the first thing. Second thing is, okay, so when are we going to have an actual choice? When are we going to have some competition? Because competition sharpens all blades, right? That's why government hates it. That's it. <laughs> exactly right. Because right now they can use it as a revenue stream yeah. to feed the monster, the, the, the money-eating monster. They can use this as a revenue stream, which is exactly what they're doing. Whereas if it was a free... And governments, when this country was formed, governments were never supposed to get into business. They were supposed to just make sure we were free and we had freedoms. They were never supposed to get into business. Competition with capitalism and free markets were supposed to do that. And well, that would solve this issue. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of controversy over the Lewis and Clark expedition because it was going to drift into fur trading industry stuff and, you know, start competing against the British. And it's the government involved in the free market system. Even then, it was an idea that people were very negative towards within the government and the founders of the country, really, the architects of the country. So, yeah, government is not supposed to be about the business of business or making money for profit. It's a, it's a reason it's called public service, but you know, that idea is so quaint right now. Right, right. That idea barely exists at all. So they can give you all the BS they want to about, oh, infrastructure. They never get caught up on infrastructure. It's been that way forever. Right. They make the same tired argument, we got to get caught up on infrastructure, when the reality is they're watching changes happening to property taxes in the state of Texas, and they're trying to find new streams of re- or increased streams. fill the vacuum, baby. That's it. exactly right. <laughs> all right, more Warren Ryman coming up for you on KTSA. Foundation support specialist for your home, the foundation of your home is one of the most important parts, if not the most important part, right? Because that's what your home is resting on. It doesn't matter what kind of foundation you have, it's susceptible to having problems and even failure. And that's why you want to get in touch with our friends over at Foundation Support Specialist, foundationsupportspecialist.com, because they will give you, no obligation and free of charge, uh, a foundation inspection with real pros who know what to look for, people who understand our soil, people who understand the various foundations, people who understand what they need to be looking for to determine and whether you have the beginnings or mid-stage or really into severe red alert stage with a foundation problem. Get in touch with them today at foundationsupportspecialist.com. Mention Trey Ware when you do so, and they'll give you that free, no-obligation foundation inspection. Foundationsupportspecialist.com. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across... is the plan. I'll be home for Christmas because I never leave my home. That's right. I, that's the plan. I don't know where I'd be. Uh, 7.50 right now, KTSA with Ware and Rima. Well, here's a story I think you'll appreciate specifically. Lay it okay? on me. And it's a happy story. It's also a sign of the times. Uh-oh. We have a woman in North Carolina uh, and, uh, let's see, uh, Madison Stemmel. Madison Stemmel uh, had a birthday coming up, and she decided decided to spend her birthday at her favorite place, Costco. Okay. She had a birthday. She took half, it's about a do, half a dozen people of her family, her immediate family. She said, I didn't want to spend a lot of money, but I wanted to have my family around me. I love going to Costco. I love the food. <laughs> so you figure seven people had a birthday at Costco. They didn't, you know, they didn't tell anybody. It showed up. And they got the hot dogs, right? They got yeah, the hot. They had, they had hot. She had hot dogs. 
Uh, they got a uh, a full size pizza. They got I think they they got some other things. Total price was thirty dollars. That's right. Uh, the staff of Costco recognized what was going on. They brought her a cake and sang her happy birthday. Oh, that's nice. Then after they were finished up, they did some shopping. Yeah. Uh, she put up a TikTok video, 2.2 million hits uh, in 24 hours. And, you know, I, 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 first off, yeah, the economy obviously is sucking when you're having, <laughs> when it's more cost effective to have your birthday party at freaking uh, Costco rather than like Chili's or something, you know. And uh, it's, I thought if she likes being there, why not? Man? Yes. I'd love to have a birthday party at HEB. Yes, man. yes, it's great. And uh, we, we have the battle in our, not a battle, we have the discussion all the time in our home. Costco versus Sam's, we go back right. and forth. Some stuff is better at Sam's, some stuff is better at Costco, so we go to both. Both got the same idea, yeah, man. Yeah, man, and I got to tell you, they're right. That, that hot dog at Costco... <laughs> That's to die for. There are people, and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. There are people who show up and just go in and get the hot dog and leave. <laughs> right. Don't even do any shopping, I, There man. are very good hot dogs. Yes. I'm pretty critical towards hot dogs, man. Yes, I mean, that, they uh, are. So good on her, man. That's they had awesome. The, they had the time of their lives. And again, they spent 30 bucks, which I spent for my wife and I for, you know, at lunch at a fast food joint, man, yeah. just about a week sure. ago. Sure. We had a big old plates of Mexican food at one of our Mexican dives yesterday. Oh, nice, nice. It is really good. But again, the, the cost of the food has gone. We hardly eat out anymore. We, we just don't. We just it's don't impo- do it. You can't. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's 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 we're not scraping. I mean, you know, we do all right doing what we do for a living, but still, just the general yeah. cost of stuff is is up, man. Yeah, yeah. She had a, a bowl of caldo, and I had uh, enchiladas and tamale, and uh, I think the whole and, and on the special, by the way, and the specials <laughs> at this place used to be four dollars and fifty cents. Now the special seven dollars and fifty cents. Well, yeah, well, sign of the times, yeah. man. You know, right. Again, we went to HEB the other night just for a couple of things, a handful of things, and it's just, it, it's nothing. It's it's all of them. It's across the board. Sure. I'm not singling out HEB. No, no, no. But yeah, I don't. We, I don't blame anybody for <laughs> going to Costco or Sam's Club these days. It's necessary. Well, you know, it, that, well, yeah, it is very necessary. And by the way, if you go to Costco at the right time, then you can eat for free. Really? Yeah. When's okay. that? Well, because they do sampling. And <laughs> are you saying you can come, actually walk around? What do you put on like a fake mustache and go back and line for the free samples a couple all times? All you got to do is just stay, walk around enough. <laughs> okay. They'll hand you right over there. You got a taquito. So you <laughs> right, got a right. Heat, oh, yeah, I'll try that. Heated up taquito with hot sauce. And you walk a little bit over there and they're handing out cheese so you can get cheese for your taquito and wrap it around <laughs> it. Keep walking a little bit further and they're testing some new beverage over here so you get your Gotta drink. Sample that. <laughs> You spend a good 40 minutes there, make the rounds, you've had a full meal. You can forget that $30 that she spent on a birthday party. could be el free de nada because you're just walking around and enjoying it. This is why in my drinking days I used to go to wine tasting festivals, you know, because you pay one flat fee and get drunk off your ass with the samples, man. You know, oh, let me swirl that around. Let me just test the bouquet there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. We had a guy when I was doing nights here on KTSA as a rock and roll disc jockey in the 80s, early 80s. Uh-oh. We had a guy that came on at 10 o'clock, and uh, he spent all his money on porn. But anyway. Well, uh, everybody needs a hobby. Yeah, yeah. And so he didn't have any money at the end of the, at the, end of the month. So yeah, how he ate, he would, go, he would come in at 10 o'clock 
to go on the air, and I'd say, where'd you have dinner? And he would either go to a bar that had a buffet and buy one <laughs> drink, hour, and then yeah. you have all the buffet food that you want with one drink. Right. Or he would go behind churches and Bill Miller's and other places because when they get ready to close at no. night, they throw their food, whatever food. Oh, I know. They throw the food out back, and he, that's why. Where'd you eat? Well, I ate the leftovers at churches tonight. <laughs> Radio guys. That's how it used to be, baby. Radio guys are like seagulls, man. They forage, man. They yeah. learn how to forage. Yeah, they really do. Wow. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've never made it to. I've never got to the point of dumpster diving. You know, I. Yeah. It is sad to walk because I have worked in some restaurants. It is sad when you think every grocery store and every restaurant, every place with food in this country, every day tosses out perfectly good food. Oh yeah. Every night they have to by law. Yeah. Uh, because of the freshness dates, and it's not, there's nothing wrong with the food, and you could consume it. You can't even yeah. give. Well, when I worked at uh, the Pizza Pizza Hut, we used to give uh, the you know stuff we had left over at the end of the day to the local homeless sure. shelter. Or Legally, you can't do that anymore. Not anymore. Still, you have liability issues. Oh, absolutely. So it's sad. But Americans want their stuff fresh, you know. So you gotta you gotta ditch it. We we had stuff left over after Thanksgiving, and right. uh, which was amazing because we had two hundred sixty three thousand people in my house, and uh, <laughs> and we gave to go things to every one of them. Right. But we still had stuff left over. And my thing this year has been nothing gets wasted, nothing gets right. thrown away. So if I got to mix and match stuff that doesn't typically go together, I don't care. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I told you the other day I made. Um, uh, we had rolls, dinner rolls left over, so I made French toast with the dinner rolls. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, you got you to gotta improvise, baby. In this kind of economy, you got to learn to improvise. Absolutely. I, I've learned how to make my – I like garlic bread with everything. Oh. I like toasted garlic bread. Nice to go and spend money on the frozen garlic bread or the fresh garlic uh-huh. bread. Uh-huh. I have learned a, a, a nice little recipe to make garlic bread out of regular old white bread. Yeah, little bit of little bit of olive oil and some garlic, man. That's it on Wonder Bread. Let me tell you something. You mentioned Costco a minute ago. They sell a roll that's a sourdough roll. Oh wow! At, at Costco, comes in a bag full of them because it's Costco. And you take those and you slather them with butter, and then you sprinkle this herb stuff with garlics and herbs, garlic oh, nice. and herbs right, all over. Right. Put it in the in a toaster for a couple of minutes, and baby, I'm telling you, you'll slap your grandma so hard, you'll see next Thursday. You'll slap your grandmother. It's that good. <laughs> that's a. I do something now that maybe that's this a is. Texas saying. Oh, I know. Yeah. I heard. I love that saying. Yeah. I just, slap your mama good. <laughs> I uh, I make some slap your mama good dip. I my wife and my family unit just can't cross the bridge on this one. But I learned this years ago. It's very simple. If you just get some crusty bread, because I, I love bread. I'm uh-huh. a bread eating weirdo. Yes, sir. And you just put some nice olive oil in a bowl and sprinkle a little garlic and pepper in the olive oil and then dip your bread in the olive oil. That's delicious. Yeah, man. There's great Italian restaurants that do that all the time. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. You know, I like bread. I'm getting hungry, Well, Trey. show's over. We're going to go eat now. I'm we'll, getting the munchies we'll, here really we'll hard. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Love you, San Antonio. <laughs> we got to go eat, <laughs> man. Right. We're going to go chow down. Back in a minute with Warren Rhyme at KTSA. Here it is, December and the end of the year. Let's talk Shane James. You want to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's disturbing. Um, and, of course, he's innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. All right. Make that a blanket statement with everything else that's going to be said. Right. You know, he's innocent until proven guilty. Um, this is the guy that has been charged now with killing six people a couple of days ago between here and Austin. Shouted out killing his parents here in Kirby. Then drove himself to Austin and shot a bunch of people up there. One guy was just a bicyclist riding his bike. He just shot him, you know. Yeah. Apparently robbed a couple, and they died. And so 
anyway, uh, he's been charged uh, with uh, with six or six people have been killed. Um, this guy's got a history, as they all do. You know, it seems like they all got a history. We're finding out, yeah. And as I was peeling this onion last night, uh, going through all this, Elaine and I were texting about it, going deeper into who this guy was and, and the background on it. It got more interesting as the evening goes on, but mm-hmm. also made me sicker as the evening goes on. So, according to Sheriff Salazar, uh, according to media accounts on KABB and KSAT and other places as well, uh, and according to the DA, this is basically the story. Guys had a history and apparently had been violent to his mom and dad, whom he allegedly killed the other day, Right. and his sister. Uh. And when he was charged with all of that and arrested... That was two years ago, coming up on two years, be January. And um, he suddenly had his bail and bond uh, reduced and made it easier for this extreme radical left-wing organization to come bail him out, which they did. They bailed him out. So... He, uh, part of his bail was, you know, no threatening contact with your family, so on. So he's at home, and he cuts his ankle bracelet off, the the, the monitor. Right. And that was in March. <laughs> and the deputies went over there in August to talk with him, and they had a warrant. Right. When they got there, Mr. Shane runs upstairs and jumps in his bed nude and pulls the bed in front of the door so the sheriff's deputies can't get in to serve the warrant. So they open the door a little bit, and uh, they're talking to him, and then they decide, or probably most likely somebody decided for them, because I just can't imagine that sheriff's deputies are going to leave a scene on their own. Yeah, that's... Right? I heard that. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. They were there to serve a warrant. They just don't suddenly go, okay, you know, you give us a call when you're ready for to be turned in, which is essentially what they supposedly did. Right. They told the dad, hey, just give us a call whenever you're ready. Well, the dad never called. The dad's dead now. So that was in in August. Um, now, here we are, however, what is it, four, five, six months later, uh, and the guy uh, allegedly kills his parents here, drives to Austin, and does all that mass mayhem. But here's where the whole story gets a little bit tricky and weird. You have, first of all, this organization called TOP, Texas right. Organizing Project. And back when Ron Nirenberg was running for mayor, I said he never would have made it without TOP being his streetwalkers, because that's what they were. They oh, were streetwalkers. Wow. Right. Right. And uh, TOP, um, I don't know. It was really interesting. One of the big things they wanted to push at the time was unionizing all city employees, right? I think I remember that, yeah. So they go out and walk the blocks for Ron and get Ron elected, and lo and behold, the next thing you know, Ron is pushing the unionization of all city employees trying to get that done. Isn't that kind of interesting? It's a bit of a quinky dink Yeah, it seems like a quid pro quo to me anyway. Just, just a smidge. Just guy on the yeah. outside looking at it. Well, then, of course, uh, these same organization, far leftist politics, 
who want to do bail reform, which means to them no bail, you know, no, yeah. you know, cash bail. You can get out, you know, just get out and walk the streets for free. Uh, gun control, right? right? Those kinds of things that they stand for, and other issues as well, social justice, you know, yeah. all that. Yeah. So come to find out. They were also streetwalkers for Javier Salazar, the sheriff. Really? Oh, yeah, they were. They banged on the doors and got him elected, too. Isn't that interesting? Wow. And then and then the, probably the most interesting of all, uh, they did the same thing for the DA, <laughs> who took George Soros' money to get elected. Across the country, George Soros' DAs are letting bad guys go. They're reducing their sentences right. and reducing their bail, their bond. Right. So that was kind of interesting to me because, I, I don't know, it's it's kind of interesting when you think that this organization was out there walking the streets for these guys and helping to get them elected, and the next thing you know, now they're bailing the criminals out so they can go back to the streets and, and do whatever. Um, I, I would like to know. I think it would be advantageous to find out who lowered his bail to make it easier for Top to yeah. pay the bill to get him out, right? right? Yeah, I, well, it's interesting because I, I read a few stories on it last night, and I read the story out of K-View, which is the station there in, in Austin. Austin. Mm-hmm. And when they got to that part, all they said was, and then he had a shift in his bail status. Right, right. Dot, dot, dot. They didn't right. go into, into any particulars. Well, I'll give you the particulars. Well, that's good because they, yeah. I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, here's what it was. The particulars were his part of his bail, first of all, it was $500 bail to be able to get out. He had to pay the $500, and you had to do a uh, no contact with your family. Well, they changed that to no threatening contact. You have contact with your family, but no threatening contact with your family, and $100. For a guy that's already got a record of attacking his family. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why he was there. He's kicked out of the military, I think, for domestic violence of some regard. But that's why he was there in the first place. Right, right. right. And then when he cuts the ankle monitor off and goes, hides out in the house, and the sheriff deputies, they have um, a a warrant to get this guy, and yet somebody, apparently, I don't know, says to the sheriff deputies, I'll just leave him alone. And when you look at the folks that are walking the blocks for these very high-powered you know, politicos around town, whether it's the DA, the sheriff, or the the mayor, you just have to say, what's the connection here? And is there any kind of quid pro quo? Well, I think obviously so. And, you know, one more. Top is interested in gun control. In fact, they said in their statement last night, we got to get gun control and gun violence under control and those kinds of things. Well, they also worked with John Courage to help get him elected. Ah, <laughs> John Courage just held. John Courage wow, just held a gun man. buyback program, right? And John Courage wants to be mayor of San Antonio and could sure use the block walking help, couldn't he? Well, certainly, an individual politician. See, I think this is how the the play works. Individual politicians want the money, and they want the block walkers, and they want the support. Okay, but I the overall plan I think uh, with this across the country with this money flowing into all these DAs, uh, you know, campaigns and mayor campaigns, and then the policies of uh, you know cashless bail and progressive sentencing, the overall evil plot, right? I think you and I agree, is to flood the streets with violence. Sure. So then you can make the argument that we got to get rid of the guns because look at the violence, right? I mean, sure. And plus, the more society breaks down at that level. The more government can intervene while we're in a crisis. So that that's the setup, right? That's the sure. overall play. But you have all of these politicians at the local level, especially, who I, they, I guess they either buy into that idea, and that's what they want as well, 
Or they just want no, the money. They just want the money and power. You know, that's all they, they care about. They don't think power. about the long no. game, oh, which no, is no. things are breaking down yeah. in the streets, man. They, We're letting guys like this out, and they're killing people, and you don't care. They all they care about is the power, and to get that power, they have to have the money to be able to do that. But I, I, I'm just curious, and and would would like to find out who lowered his bond and bail status to make it easier for this left wing organization. Would that be a judge let, thing? Well, I, mean, I don't. Our, our DA may be approached. See, that's that's the thing. Did here's the question. In my mind, did the DA or somebody in the DA's office push that revision of his bail, which made it easier right. for this organization who helped the DA get elected? Well, it would make sense, sense up, wouldn't right? it? So if if the DA's office, uh, you know, whom this organization helped get elect by walking the, the streets for him, if, if, if the DA could lower his bond, then it would be easier for the same organization to help get the DA elected to be able to pay to get him out. Right. And then the top organization can claim, well, we got a, we got, got another unfairly incarcerated yeah. person yeah. or whatever out of this racist bail system. Bail reform and all that. Bail reform and all that. Right, 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 Everybody right. wins. But but is there is is there working the fact that they work for these campaigns and help these campaigns out? Are they in one way or the other trading that for oh, for I, favors? I would assume for, yes for political favors, whether it's pushing. A deal that would unionize all city employees, and and here's how this is how this is important: the, the city employee thing, right? Right. Let's talk about that for just a second. That what they wanted to do was like unionize the city employees, like at the airport. Okay, so let's just say you you have Sean's Fish House at the airport, right? Okay, and you own it, and you've got employees that work at the airport, but you also have Sean's Fish House over here on Eisenhower and one right, downtown. Right. You have several locations around town. So you have a waitress that works at your fish house over at the airport, and she is a member of the union because she has to be to work there. Uh, but okay. she's sick one day. She right. can't go into work. So you got to take one of your employees off the Eisenhower location and have them work at the airport, right? right? Well, they have to be union too, which means all of your employees have to be union so they can fill in at the right. airport, right? right? That's how that was going to work. Well, that's what they wanted, apparently. That was one of their agenda items, and the mayor pushed for that after they helped him get mm. elected. Well, when you look at the guy occupying the highest seat in the land, and he's doing the same thing, why wouldn't you assume it's going on at the, at the municipal level? I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, this is the standard This is standard stuff. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up, because Joe Biden, Barack Obama, if he wants a fourth term, is going to have to mobilize young people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Young liberals. Right. Yeah. So what's he doing right now? Well, he is forgiving, and there's no such thing as forgiving, Student loan. Yesterday, another $5 billion. $5 billion, baby. Yeah. And we're talking a total so far after the Supreme Court told him not to do it, and he's doing it anyway. (laughs) But who's going to hold him accountable, right? So far, $132 billion in student debt forgiveness. There's no forgiveness. All they're doing is shifting it off the snot-nosed liberals who who went to these colleges and putting on the back of truck drivers and plumbers and other people. Absolutely. That's all they're doing. Absolutely. It doesn't go away. No, it doesn't go away. And when you talk about how it all changed, it changed under Barack Obama in 2010 with Obamacare, where they federalized or nationalized all student loans in in America. 92% of student loans in America today are held by the government, held by taxpayers, right? Right. And what they did, instead of saying, 
you're going to take out a loan for you know X amount of dollars and pay it back $300 a month until it's paid back, what they did was they changed it to say, okay, you pay it back as a percentage of your future income after you graduate. Right, right, right. Well, they're graduating, and they're not going to work. They, no. they either coming out with degrees like social justice and who's going to hire you for being a social justice warrior or something really stupid, so they can't pay it back. And so the rest of us who actually work for a damn living, we got to pay it back. And, and ultimately, it's only because they think that'll turn young people on to their side and get them to vote and that's rally it. them and all that. Look what they that's did it. for us. That's I mean, it's, it's the same it's the same thing with the illegals coming over the border. That's Look what it. we did for you. That's it. You know, uh, and 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 not to mention the when you talk about the the Soros money in in, in the Justice Department or the justice system of our country, uh, and then uh, uh, the money that goes into the colleges, you're basically taking over the country. The, the government is taking control, and you unionize all these people with the the uh, the example you gave. Well, then you control. Of course. Uh, so you not only control profits and the flow of money, but you control the institutions themselves, whether it's education or it's, yeah. you know, the justice system or what have you. So that's what they're about. Whenever you look at the Soros-backed DAs across the country, they've all gone soft on crime, and crime they has all have, and the crime is, is yes. shot up. Whether it's Los Angeles, here, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, uh, New York, we could uh, Houston. Let's let or Austin. Let's use Houston as an example. So. Soros DA over there named Hog or Og, right. Og. and uh, this this guy is an illegal alien. He comes into the country in Arizona. He gets in a truck. I believe the truck was stolen, but I'm not sure. But he gets in a truck and he's driving down I-10, which means he comes through San Antonio and he ends up over in Houston. He starts sleeping in a very nice, uh, you know, a quaint neighborhood in Houston, and he notices there's this 73 year old lady there. Well, he wants to take a shower, he wants to eat some food, and he wants to charge his phone. So he goes up to her, knocks on her door, and says, "Hey, can I come in and do all of those things?" She said, "Oh no, I live alone." And uh, she's she's a secretary to Catholic Church there, right? So he breaks in. And begins to stab her. And throughout the entire day, he doesn't stab her all at once and kill her all at once. Throughout the day, he stabs her a little bit more blah, 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 until she dies, right? While he's doing that, he's cooking his her food for himself. He's laundering his clothes, and he is charging his phone. All those things he said he wanted to do. The Soros-backed DA issues a statement about this illegal alien killing this beautiful, wonderful grandmother lady. The Soros-backed DA said, he's a man from Arizona. <laughs> Are you serious? He was an illegal alien. He's who a broke... man from Arizona. A man from Arizona killed seventy-three-year-old so and so. Well, they also own the media. They control the media, so uh, they can put out whatever narrative they want. You know, so uh, it, I don't know, man. We're at a very bad crossroads here in America, it's both locally and nationally. We it's really are, time. man. All right, quick break. More wearing Rima coming up. KTSa. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local CSA and FM 1071? May we never forget, 82 years ago today, oh, yeah. in fact, about right now, December 7th, 1941, the Empire of Japan attacked the United States of America, and our entrance into World War II was guaranteed at that point. And woke a sleeping giant. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, just of that, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting how... Uh, quickly, you, you know, you look at our Pearl Harbor, which is September 11th, and how quickly uh, people are forgetting that. Yeah. <laughs> We're just a little over 20 years old. Well, I, I've been looking, I've been perusing all the news, uh, you know, channels and everything this morning to see who's mentioning it. Uh, 
Fox did early this morning, yeah. but the rest of them haven't even mentioned December. There's 7th. not a lot online about it either. Isn't I that crazy? I'm just doing a general search when I'm kind of prepping the show. Not a lot about Pearl Harbor, man. <sighs> it's going away. Um, well, here's an example of what I think might be considered proper sentencing. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. Uh, I think we talked about this. There was a woman in Ohio, I believe, uh, uh, a few months ago. Uh, a video went viral of her inside a Chipotle. You remember that? Because we, I think we talked <laughs> we about did. it. We did, yeah. And she got pissed off about her taco bowl. I don't go to Chipotle. Whatever yeah. the bowl things are that they eat there. And threw it uh, at the worker and hit her in the face. Uh, the woman's name is Rosemary Hain. Uh, 39-year-old mother of four pled guilty to a misdemeanor assault charge. Uh, the video of that went viral. I mean, we ended up talking about it. And the judge decided on some interesting sentencing. He said, okay, you can either do 90 days in county lockup, or you can do one month, 30 days in county lockup, and work for a fast food restaurant for two months. Mm -hmm. It's your choice. Right. And so she chose, uh, you know, to go work in a in a in a fast food place without pay. Uh, no, she'll get paid. Okay, she's going to be a regular employee, okay. but she's got to do twenty hours a week. Mm -hmm. And the idea being, hey, let's give you a little taste of life on that side of the counter, mm -hmm. so that because apparently this woman, even at trial when this thing went to whatever hearing it went to, was still complaining about her food. <laughs> so the the judge was like, you really aren't getting it. You you threw a bowl of hot food and in, in someone's face. And so that's why he offered her this option. I think it's great. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think it's great. And, and I, you know, I the, the one thing about that, you know, working in the service industry, and I, I do kind of consider it a blessing that I've done it, uh, you know, a, a fair amount in my life, you know, throughout the radio trip. Uh, because an, until you're on that side of the counter, you really don't understand how bad people can be and how bad, poorly people can treat you. Awful. Absolutely Now, awful. I, I will admit, though, I will say customer service is going down the toilet. You get a lot of people in those jobs now who are younger and they don't give a crap, and that's true. Yeah. But by and large, okay, you really learn a lot about people when you're working either on the other side of a, you know, in a, in a, in a fast food joint mm -hmm. or you're working in a, in a store, a convenience store of some kind, a gas station. Mm hmm uh people can be horrible they they really can be well let's come back and, and address this some more when we come back sure yeah. oh, oh it's that time yeah Sorry. yeah quick break for the news but when we come back more on that because i got a couple of thoughts i want to share as well i want to tell you about our friends over at safe showers chris and joan edlin they are the stars of safe showers in san antonio in fact throughout this part of texas installing beautiful safe showers and homes all over our area taking care of people so that they have a safer experience obviously hence the name safe showers but also a beautiful shower if you're talking about 2020 being the year to make it a beautiful shower. You don't have to wait till 2024. You can do it right now with safe showers. Uh, they've got designer fixtures. They've got designer beautiful colors. They have glass doors. They have grab bars, whatever it is. And you get a shower with a low step-up entry and a non-slip floor that'll help you have a safer shower experience. Wonderful financing rates are available right now from Safe Showers. Senior and military discounts. Every reason in the world to start the process right now and have them come to your home and give you a free in-home estimate for your brand new safe Safe shower. Beautify your home and have a safer shower experience with Safe Showers of San Antonio, 210-655-1111. Listen up, Texas. The Powerball jackpot is over. Okay. Before the break, you were talking about the woman, Chipotle, now she's got to go to... Got to go work at a fast yeah. food place for a couple of months after throwing a bowl of hot food into an employee's face. Yeah. 
And you were talking about how being on the other side of the counter is going to teach her a lesson about how people hope get so. treated. Yeah, it? yeah. And it's true. I mean, we've seen a, a huge spike in attacks on workers like we've never seen before. Of course, I grew up doing this, but there were uh, times when I was doing odd jobs as a second and third job to make car payments and stuff like that. And I worked at a service station, which is now called Valero. It was called Diamond Shamrock at the time. Right, right. But they had us locked up behind windows and glass. You were in one of the boxes. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And then I sold waterbeds for a time at a place over here on Austin Highway. But never was treated, you know, horribly. That was in the 70s. But now it just seems like we have this, not a week goes by that we don't see video of somebody losing their stuff over at a a McDonald's or somewhere and throwing food at the McDonald's workers or attacking them. How many of those viral videos? We see it a lot. You know, and that's why I kind of have taken notice of it. It it happens a lot these days. Right. So we were talking the other day, and I mentioned how I believe the, the, the direction all this is going is that like the Walmart uh, stores are going to be distribution centers and the public won't be able to get in there, right? Right. It's just going to be a distribution center. They're going to deliver it to your door or you can drive up and get it, but you're not going to walk into the store. I think eventually, it's sooner than a lot of people believe, that's where we're going to go. And Don Morgan said, when I said that, he said, yeah, and no more smash and grabs. That's exactly right. These companies like Chipotle, McDonald's, Walmart, so on, Walgreens that have everything locked right. up now, you can't get your own deodorant, um, they're going to start locking the public out because of the Chipotle incident, the McDonald's incident. McDonald's already has stores in America right now where the food is prepared by <laughs> robots. It's on a conveyor belt. It comes over to the window. Right. You drive up. It pops the window open after you pay, and you grab your bag of food, and you drive off no contact with people at all, and thereby these companies are going to have their employee risk and liability greatly lowered because they won't have any employees. Well, they they won't have to worry about it. And certainly we've also picked up on uh, the younger workforce. They roll in, they're very demanding, and uh, they're not all that great at being employees to begin with. So why would you, if you can do it without employees... Uh, I'm also concerned or, or interested in, and in, in why is this? Why are not not the smash and grabs? We know why that's going on. It, you know, it's because of the stuff we were talking about earlier with the with the uh, you know, bail and, and the sentencing. But why are people just so short on in their tempers and and having these reactions in these situations? You're seeing it on airplanes too, where people. You know, go ballistic for the dumbest of stuff. People are going ballistic when they're in the drive-throughs. I mean, we saw a story last year, I think, where somebody actually was shooting at somebody, you know, or beating, trying to hit somebody through the drive-through window. Why are people losing their s so much? Now, I, I get it that it's a crap economy, but even before the crap economy really kicked in, we kind of noticed this as a trend. People just—I don't know what it is. Are people just edgy in general? Uh, is it this entitlement idea, and if one little thing is messed up, you know, on your order or whatever, you just go, you go nuts? I don't know what it is, it's, but it's 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 there. It's can happening. I venture a guess? Sure. I think it's both of those. Um, I thought about that this morning because I came across this story about in uh, in uh, Venice where they have the gondolas. I saw. Did that. you see that story? Yes. yes. It's so ridiculous. all these people, and they, they happen to be Chinese, but that doesn't matter. Right. That they're on a matter. gondola in Venice, right? right. right yeah. And they're all standing up taking selfies while they're on this gondola in Venice. <laughs> and, and the gondola driver is telling them, sit down. Yeah. You guys, sit down. And they're all standing up taking all these pictures. 
That's that whole sense of entitlement. And a cat Well, they tipped the boat over and they all fell into the water. That's who, right. it, it went upside down. That was the crash. And it, it, it is this sense of entitlement that people have right now that the rules don't apply to me. I'm yeah. going to live my life and I'm going to be – I'm going to be obtuse, or I'm going to be uh, ignorant of you. I'm going to not pay any attention to you, you don't and matter. my surroundings. You're here yeah. to serve that's right. me. That's right. And so that's clearly what that was, right? The guy is telling oh, that, them, yeah, you yeah. need to sit down. Well, you you see that, too, when you're talking about whether somebody's throwing you know food in the face of an employee at McDonald's or at Chipotle or attacking people inside of a Walmart or whatever. You see that everywhere. And and my point is, you're going to get to a point where these businesses are just going to say it's not f- fiscally responsible for us anymore to have contact with the public like this because we get wiped out with smash and grabs, or our employees are attacked, and that costs us right. thousands and thousands of dollars for an employee that's attacked. So we're just going to lock it all up, and you guys will do drive-through, or you'll go to the, where you go now if you get your Chick-fil-A, the drive-up, and you drive up there, and they bring it out to you. Those kind of things are what's going to the, the future. It's, it's going away. It and I, th- I think it's sad. I'll be honest with you because you, 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 I think we underestimate the damage that does to a neighborhood overall. Because what is a neighbor? What is any given neighborhood in America? It's true of my neighborhood. It's true of any Amer- uh, neighborhood. You got stores you go to. You got people you interact with every day in your neighborhood. That's just a matter of course. You buy your same stuff uh, in the morning from the same. People at the same store. People are very, you know, they get into habits and they go to the same places. When I worked in the stores, you'd see the same people every day at the same time. Every day they got the same thing. And there's a community to that. Not not the sort of contrived socialist idea of community, but real community of people just interacting with each other in their neighborhood. And you take away the businesses. You take away that interaction. And I think it, it impacts the community in general. People become more isolated. I think one of the reasons you're seeing people react is because they've been isolated. So when they're interacting with people, you know, if something goes wrong, they're they're having some kind of weird reaction to it. I think it's I think it's sad. I mean, look, just a quick story. I I, I was at uh, one of my stores that I hit every day, and uh, they, they can get pretty hefty lines at different times during the day. During the day, so they have a very specific way you go into a line to get a register and where you exit. There's a couple of people there, and one was like, "Oh, we're, let's go in." Dude's like, the line starts over there. And she's like, I don't care. And just kind of busts in ahead of like three or four people. You know, it, it's that idea. That's the me That it doesn't matter what's going on. The rules don't, not, nobody else's needs matter at all. It's meism. I'm busting in right there because I want to be next. Well, look just because I want it. Look at it, traffic lights. You know, we see people run traffic red lights now oh, yeah. more than ever before. And that's what that is. That is a, I'm super self-important. I have to be somewhere. Right. And your safety or the safety of your 16-year-old granddaughter who just started driving doesn't matter no. at all because I am going to run this red light because I'm super important. I, I, I'm glad you shared that story about the place that you go to because I, I remember 30 years ago, we don't have really a place like that where we live now, but 30 years ago we did. It was called a Tiger Tote. And the general manager was a guy by the Ross Vaughn. I will never forget Ross. I don't have any idea where he is now, but I'll right. never forget him as long as I live because exactly what you're talking about, a, a, an area of community. I would go in there in the mornings on the way into work, and he knew what I wanted. So right, right. He would, I would go back and I would get my Gatorade because I was drinking Gatorade, working out, get my Gatorade, and by the time I got to the counter, he had everything on the counter that he knew I wanted every day. You know? Oh, yeah. He knew. And then I'd go outside. 
and get ready to get in a truck, and there's Wild Bill Johnson, one of my great motorcycle friends, sitting out front on his motorcycle kind of holding court with like four or five other right. people, and I'd go over and join the conversation. That's that community that you're talking about, that with all this smash and grab stuff and throwing food in people's faces, all that is likely to go away. Well, it is. It's also following consumer trends. People are buying more crap online, you know, and they can get grocery loads delivered, and they don't Everything. have to go anywhere. and. And it's convenient, you know, for folks. And, and, I, and I really, we talked, I think, earlier about how COVID, I think, really impacted our lives more than we realize as far as reinforcing that idea of isolation. Uh, why should I go to a store if I don't have to? Why should I go to this restaurant if I don't have to and I can just have it here at home? Why, why, you know, and, and I think, I think overall it's an, a very, why should unhealthy. I go to work? Why should I go to work? Most people, yeah. like, we're all working in a lot of empty buildings these, these days, you know, no matter what you do for a living. Well, now that's something else. I'm glad you mentioned that because there are a lot of uh, business owners that own the buildings or maybe they're, you know, got a lease or whatever. And they're looking at that as an expense that's unnecessary. Yeah. They, they can have their people work remotely, right? And then they don't have to turn as many lights on in the building. They don't have to buy toilet paper or coffee or coffee cups and all those kind of things. So they're saving money every month by having their employees work remotely. And a lot of companies have decided that's okay. I, I just, I, you know, I, I, I think it's sad. I, I find the whole thing very sad. I, I, I really do. Uh, and I think something is being lost uh, that we're maybe not even completely aware of Humanity. right now. Well, maybe our humanity is what's on the outs. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're going to treat others well, you've got to kind of be around uh, others so you know how to treat well, them. Yes. We're, we're, at some point, we're just going to be a nation of hermits. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Everybody's going to be living in their jammies, you know, and, and, and never leaving the house and, you know, order everything online. Don't wow. intera interact with other people at all. Wow, that sounds wonderful. Okay, see, <laughs> see how you are. Back in a minute, more weird, Rob, <laughs> KTSA. This holiday season, give the gift of pure, clean.